Welcome to the Midwest Game Nerds Podcast. I'm your host, John, and here with me today are Brian. Hey. And Alex. Hello. This episode, we are talking Crash Team Racing, Nitro-Fueled, Super Mario Maker 2, and Bloodstained Ritual of the Night. But before we get to all of that, if you want to follow us on social media or see all the places you can listen to or watch the show, check out MidwestGameNerds.com slash links. The Midwest Podcast Network now has a Patreon. The Patreon is meant to benefit all the shows on the network. You can subscribe for as little as $1 a month. And help keep our shows alive and well. Check it out at mpn.bz slash Patreon. Thanks again to Jason K and Gojo for their contributions. As always, we do appreciate your feedback, which you can send to MidwestGamers at gmail.com. And don't forget to follow us on Twitch as well as rate and review us on your favorite podcatcher. We are Twitch affiliates. If you haven't used your free Prime subscription on another Twitch affiliate, please use it on us so we can make some money off that and keep doing the thing that we love to do for you. <sighs> that felt good. That was a good one. Yeah. It's even even though this energy drink I'm drinking is making me produce an excessive amount of saliva, I feel <laughs> like cool. You can just my, spit all over. That my mic. mouth feels ex- like way too lubricated right now. Uh, ooh. Keep that in mind. Anyways, um, um, Crash Team Racing Super Nitro Fueled Mario Maker sounds like a great game. Cause that's pretty <laughs> much how you saw it. Said it <laughs> like it's all one game. It's the most epic uh, mashup in, of all time. Yeah. Uh, Alex, are there any bumpers for the network at all? Yes, so the Horror Movie Yearbook crew, uh, Tim is back from his honeymoon, and they decided to talk about As Above, So Below, a movie from 2014. I haven't listened to it yet, but I'm excited to check it out. Cool. So go check that out, HorrorMovieYearbook.com. And uh, there's trailers out for Preacher Season 4, the final season of Preacher, so go check that out. I haven't watched them yet. I was just going to bring that up. Too, but um, so. it's coming coming soon. Other TV shows probably going to be back next year. So, um, Westworld. Yeah, Westworld season three slated for 2020. So, yep, yeah, there's things going on. They'll find a way to delay it. <laughs> yeah, probably. I've been trying to figure out a way to like make a show where we talk about different topics each week, not specifically related to anything, which sounds like a terrible idea for a podcast. So, it's probably not going to happen, but. <laughs> Just call it Mishmash. <laughs> I was thinking the mix up, but that's cool. But that's an album name, isn't I it? I wanted to call it like subject to dispute, but I don't necessarily want there to be disputes. I don't know. Anyway, subject if you have any to ideas get along. About how many how do, many people do you want on it to talk about? Like max, to talk? it's it at most it would be three people, and Boo. I would serve as moderator. So there's either going to be two people on the same side of an issue or two people on opposite sides of the issue and then you know they would talk about things and i would ask questions but i think we should do it once a month and it should be everyone affiliated with the network <laughs> just we just 12 people but we all talk at the same time that, yeah, over each other that's basically the avengers episode that, we did, so. <laughs> <laughs> well, that sounds great that. invite me next time all right Cool. Um, see all the movies. Yeah. <laughs> that one's on you. Help me see the movies. Okay. Uh, all right. Who's played anything else? We played Rainbow. We yes. Did. Played some Rainbow. We it's did. been pretty solid lately. Um, uh, Friday was rough until Brian left. Yeah. And then, and then we won around and quit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I had yeah. imbibed a little too much. It was affecting my game. Well, and also we picked up Fuzzy, so I feel I feel like well, it he could've... was in that match, the last match yeah, that I played. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you still ruined that one, but uh, maybe he would have rescued the other ones. <laughs> I don't really remember, on. to be honest. That's fine. I had a good match earlier in the week where I uh, I had team killed a guy, sort of like I, one of the enemies, like rolled up the stairs in favela and I shot him and as I was shooting him using Capcom's like uncontrollable SMG yeah. the dude playing Caviera like jumped down <laughs> the stairs and I like hit him and he's like dude what the fuck Cap and I'm like sorry bro like my bad and then the next thing I know that guy's dead and then like they're capturing the the OBJ and I roll in I turn the corner and the dude on our team who was playing Pulse was down on the ground and I, when I'm playing and I'm I'm clutching the round <laughs> All I see is a body on the ground that's writhing, and so I shoot, and I kill him, and it's like the game gets mad at me, and the two guys are like, dude, what the fuck, Cap? And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, what's going on right now? Like, I'm in the room. I'm contesting the objective. I don't know where anybody is. Can somebody give me knowledge? And then, like, I just – one dude rolled in playing no bad. I took him out. I turned around and took out Frost, and then I took out the third guy, and then – 
everybody like the other two guys in the team are just like man you're fucking retarded blah, blah, blah. And like and they're just going off and i'm like listen did we win or did we lose <laughs> and i was like you guys are both dead the means justify the ends <laughs> And, and, the then, and then we played the Then we played against them the next round, yeah. and I killed the dude with a headshot. <laughs> I didn't move at all in the whole game. Like, I just played... I played the whole match doing nothing useful, specifically yeah. to, like, just bother that one guy and on the other team. And we won without John. Yeah, they won without me, but I hid in the bathroom. It was in Tower, the Japanese Tower yeah. one. Yeah. I hid in the bathroom that's adjacent to the room where the objective was, and the dude busted in the bathroom window and tried to run out the door, and I just headshotted him, and I sent him a big fuck you in the text <laughs> chat. And he was like, fuck you, you fucking suck, you fucking loser. <laughs> it was worth every oh, bit man. of awesomeness that occurred. I think Gladys and I were just laughing the whole time. Yeah, that's it good. was pretty funny because I did nothing the whole round. I literally just stood around, and like I didn't put, down, I didn't put up walls, didn't put down my mutes, nothing. I just like hung out. <laughs> I told the dude in the chat, I was like, I'm just going to hold still for you so you can come and get me, buddy. And then he tried to and lost. That's good. It was great. Good. Yeah. It's yeah. a good game. Still toxic. Still fun. I um I continued playing uh, Final Fantasy VII, and I got to the end of Midgar and was like, wow, if this is going to be that whole first game, they must have padded that out a lot, and it's going to take forever. I basically had the same thought that everybody did. Like... I think my in-game timer probably says, like, four hours on it, but that's also with my, like, three times speeding of certain sections so of, like, all the hours. fights and stuff like that. No, so so I probably have only played, like, maybe two hours or so, two and a half, something like that. Oh. Um, and so, yeah, but that's with cheating. Yeah, that's with cheating, for sure, 100%. But also, like, the in-game timer, four hours or so, I don't know. It'll It's just weird. Same thoughts that everybody else has had. I'm just curious how expansive the rest of the game will end up being in this episodic format. Like, are we going to get the, like, the chocobo racing part and breeding? Like, do I get to do that? I hope so. Or not? Like... They better have some gold saucer games. Yeah, is the the gold saucer, like, am I going to get to replay the motorcycle chase scene? Is the motorcycle chase scene in the new version going to be even remotely what it was? There's no reason to change that. It was so good. And I think yeah. it works so well. I got to that part again, and I was like, God, this is just one I of just the most iconic it, sequences. I imagine it being quick time events instead. That would, that would be dumb. But I, I don't know if the ethics of chocobo breeding uh, fit into the uh, current world's dynamic. Well, we'll see how some of the ethics of the cross-dressing go in the first section of the game. Yeah, that's and not going to And if that happens either. or not. Did, did they leave that in the, re- in the remaster? We don't know. No, I mean anything. like this, like the version you're playing. Oh, is yeah. that still no, in yeah. there? The, the version that I'm playing is 100% the old game. And I would so. imagine them not having any problems doing it. We'll see. Because I don't think Japanese people care about that stuff like you, we do. You don't really get to edit that part of the, the game, though. And I, I, I there, There's more information out there on Kotaku about it, but somebody was talking about how like Barrett's localization added so much like Mr. T and other like very yeah. obligatory stereotypical like large black dude voice to it. <laughs> and the original game has literally none of that in the Japanese. Like they don't even try to do something similar to that in Japanese at all. It was just something that was added in when they when they localized it. <laughs> So people, of course, have also been like, oh, we're getting kind of close to that with like the remake Barrett in the trailer. He's kind of like a little more ridiculous than he needs to be. But at the same time, it's like, I don't know. I'm sorry. It's a game about magic stones you put in your weapons and then like, you know, like make all the people green. There's a talking lion dog that joins your group at Mm -hmm. some point and you race giant yellow birds. I'm sure PETA will have a field day. Oh, man. It's clearly fantasy. Millennials are going to ruin video games. It's not millennials. <laughs> it's not. Hashtag not all millennials. So, anyway. Social justice just, warriors. I don't know. Ugh. Get out of here with that nonsense. Anyway, anyway. Uh, Cadence of Hyrule is good. I wanted to talk about it a little bit more in case people, I didn't like spend a whole lot of time talking about it. Basically, it is a rhythm-based dungeon crawling type game uh you'll die and lose all your rupees and and things like that but there is a currency that you keep called diamonds that let you unlock or carry over items into each run like when you die does it take Um, place in india no maybe that's not their currency it's zelda it's the legend of zelda currency (laughs) okay 
You played Breath of you the Wild. You arrived at that you? joke like 30 years later than everybody else did. <laughs> Just occurred to yeah, me. Yeah, you're 30 years older than everybody else did. <laughs> anyway, um, no, it's a very cool game. Uh, there's kind of two ways you can play it. The normal mode is it's rhythm-based, and after your first move on a screen, all of the monsters will move rhythmically. Uh, or they'll stay in place the first time you walk on so you can kind of get the lay of the land and figure it out. Are they like dancing their way to each tile or kind of? Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. The game, the main mechanic of the game is learning how the enemies move because any damage that gets done to you for the most part, there's some projectiles, but for the most part, it's when, when you push into an enemy space, you will attack. It's like a, they, oh, so you automatically they, attack? Yes, and when they push into your space, they attack you. That's cool. I didn't realize that. I thought you had to not only move, but also time your attack in the rhythm. So there's some like that. Like, you have to, if you're going to use a bomb, you have to set a bomb on the beat and then walk away on the beat in order to, like, not be blown up by your bomb. If you're going to use the bow and arrow, you have to draw the string on the beat and you have to let the string go on the beat in order for it to fire properly. Right. So there's some of that. The other way you can play the game removes all of that and lets you um, move however you'd like. And But it's interesting. Some people are kind of like, well, it removes all the challenge of the game. But really what it does is it kind of turns it into, into the breach where like the enemies do not move until you move. Uh. And so you can kind of use it to you know, maybe have a less interesting run of the game, but it allows... I was told to use it as, like, a training mechanism. That's a good way to do it, too. There was a character in the original game that played this way because they had a few different characters that kind of changed up the way that the rhythm worked for them. In this game, the rhythm works the same for everybody, but you can turn on and off whether or not you're tied to the beat. Um, But anyway, it's really great. Uh, A little short, I'm, like, just before the final boss, I've beaten the four dungeons... The bosses are all fun. They kind of they're they're themed after other Zelda bosses, but with some type of instrument that that gets played because the game is all like musically inclined anyway. So is it like a Ganon Glockenspiel? There is a Glockenspiel boss. I forget what he was called though. That's there, cool. And then there's one dude who has maracas that it's just like a big spider that has maracas and he like dances and stuff like that there's did they bring the bird like bard guy from breath of the wild into it at all because i feel like that would just be totally mm, not that i saw no that that would have been good but it, it's interesting it's a very good melding of both games and it's more there's a little bit of like breath of the wild styling on like some of the enemies like the yeah. goblins and stuff like that and the slimes but um it it kind of feels more like a link to the past. So anyway, it's great. Check it out. I think it's twenty five bucks. You could wait for it to be cheaper. And if you're unsure of this game, pick up Crypt of the Crypt of the Necro Dancer, which is probably pretty cheap or goes on sale pretty frequently. You can and try Steam that. Steam it was like two bucks or something. Yeah, recently. it's like under four dollars wherever it goes on sale when it does go on sale. So it's it's well worth that. You'll get a good amount of time out of it. So I've heard it's a lot harder than the Zelda one though. Uh, yes, I would agree. I had to play that game on the non-fixed beat mode, like, with that character. Um, Cadence of Hyrule I've gotten by fine on the normal mode, so. I feel like it would take away some of the fun, like, if you weren't playing on the beat. A little bit. I kind of intended it to be like, hey, I'm gonna play it like this until I really, like, get the mechanics of the game, and then I just never switched back, so. Is there a story at all, or? In, um, In either of them? Not really. Okay. A little bit, but not much. But it's fun anyway, so. Brian, what else have you played? Um, I don't think I really played anything other than Rainbow and what we're going to talk about. I'll just throw Bloodstained in real fast here because I haven't played enough of it, really. Okay. Um, It is just like Symphony of the Night. It, it's it's kind of cool. You have, uh, like, you from certain enemies, you can, like, gain, like, crystal shards that help they give you like abilities and and spells and things and apparently i don't know this mechanic it hasn't fleshed out enough in the game for me yet but i think as you collect more of them it causes something to happen to you powers them up or something well if you get more of the same they become more powerful but if you have if you have too many crystals overall i think it maybe changes your character in a Hmm. negative manner by from hoarding them is what it seemed like when they were when i was being when i was uh being explained to the uh the whole mechanic of them but it didn't go into too much depth with that but yeah it's very much uh, it has an inventory system like symphony of the night it's very rpg ish 
Uh, the, my only gripe so far is that the hitboxes seem very unforgiving. So mm. you have to be very precise. Consider, uh, con- oh man, oh. <laughs> uh, in in uh, in comparison to Symphony of the Night, which was a very forgiving hitbox. Mm. Um, for instance, like there are bats, and the bats are always a pain in the ass to hit. They're easier in Symphony of the Night, but in this one, in Bloodstain, they kind of waver up and down as they fly past uh. you. But they also are like their initial strike point is based on your current position. So if you jump up higher when they come down, they will fly at that height. Or uh, if you're down lower, they'll come after that. If you're ducking, they'll come after you at in a ducking position. But so they adjust, and you have to basically nail them. Like in like right on. The- yeah, it's very difficult to hit them. Uh, the first boss took me four tries to beat, and it was mainly because I think I was still kind of getting used to just the overall mechanics of the game and using spells and things. Um, you can use the right joystick to direct your magic spells from your arm. Which is different, and then your triangle button or uh, your top button, Y button, triangle, uh, will use a different ability. That looks really bad. That doesn't. That doesn't. (laughs) Where it looked like you were jerking off Batman. No, that would look Um, better. Okay, (laughs) Uh, let's try. But anyways, (laughs) so Um, do you? So there's no like weapons in the game. It's just there's weapons. there's what so yeah. it's so not- you start the game by getting a dagger and some shoes, like some kicking boots, like special kicking okay, boots. Okay, so the shards you get are the ability you yes. can aim. So you kind can of you can strike sometimes. using a normal weapon. Okay. Or you can use uh the the abilities. Spellers. The abilities yeah. either any of the abilities use up MP okay. and if you do like the Ryu uh fireball move from yeah. Uh, Street Fighter, it it will launch. If you have a specific type of weapon, it will it gives you different abilities for that too. Like if you have a dagger, it throws the dagger, and you still get to keep the dagger. Just like you can throw it like a projectile. I'm gonna need you to report back if there is a Chrysogram and whether or not there is an Asafun Katana. There is a. I it's did I get? The, I think I unlocked the Asafun. I crafted it early on. Or it's not, it wasn't. It wasn't exactly the Asafun katana, but it was a very similar. Like it says, like Far Eastern sword. Okay. Um, it was a slower. Like all the weapons, there are lots of different weapon types. They all have different uh, speeds of attack and everything. Obviously, two-handed weapons are going to have more power behind them, but they're going to be slower to use. Single-handed weapons are easier to use, uh, and, and a lot faster. You can get a whip. I don't like using the whip because it yeah. doesn't work like Richter's whip does. Yeah. It's literally a single strike whip attack. Yeah. You also can get guns, which is kind of cool. Hmm. Hmm. Um, it's uh, it seems really cool. Like I'm, I'm actually like really excited to play it. I'm super disappointed it runs so poorly on Switch, yeah. according to all the reports. So I bought it on PC, which sucks. But what that does mean is I can stream it easily, which is beneficial. But it looks beautiful on my system, uh, and I'm running a 1070, so nothing nice. special. You could maybe use the. Uh new steam stuff to stream it to your ipad and whatnot. oh yeah i could yeah, do that's that true. Yeah. That's, uh, there we go and then i can use my nimbus mm-hmm. yeah very nice yeah it's it's cool i then just i don't been... have to go upstairs yeah oh man <laughs> it's so hot upstairs yeah be, be careful running your computer up yeah. there <laughs> no that's the thing is like i've been putting my computer in sleep mode lately and when i come upstairs randomly it's like on yeah, and I think I've had it, issues with sleep mode. Like I think it's like too. auto update or something like that is causing it to like um, turn itself on. Sometimes like the wake on LAN function is on on the motherboard, and that'll do it too. Uh, if yeah. any sort of internet activity happens, it'll turn on. Yeah, I don't like that. It bothers me. Because I've annoying. come upstairs and I can hear the fans cooking, and I'm just like, man, that's not good. Mm. So It'll how long fun. was that computer running before I figured it out? You know, like, but anyways, Bloodstain looks great, plays great on the computer. I can't wait to play more of it. The first boss I make sound difficult, but again, I was just trying to figure out the systems. You get a nice little sliding dash move too, uh, which is nice. It's, it is very much Symphony of the Night. Like it have feels you, like it. The music sounds like it. Um, have you come across any paintings yet? Like. What do you mean? Like paintings in the world? Of people? Like artwork? Yeah. Yes. Have, has it bothered you at all? Why would it bother me? Yes or no? No. <laughs> okay. A lot of people are complaining because those are the backers for the from the Kickstarter. You're mad because a backer? I'm not who, mad. No, I don't I'm, I'm just. I know. I'm saying you as in like 
people people are mad that like the backers who help support and have make this game happen have representation in the game fuck you fuck you <laughs> fuck you three times yeah i don't that's I, bullshit i don't like think it's I bullshit that you would be all. mad about something like that you can go fuck yourself i think that's pretty clever that's awesome it'd be one thing if it was just like jpegs of people in modern clothes but it lo- it sounds like they've kind of like drawn some in the art style of the game that's or great like photoshop what's wrong with that things. I don't think there's if I had wrong. known that was a thing, I would have fucking done it because yeah. I would, then would be in a video game. You'd be like, can I draw myself to be put in? Yeah, holy shit, the that's that the I'm coolest sad thing that I missed out on. Apparently, there. I guess spoiler for some of the enemies, but there you could have paid to have you like you could select an animal to become a, a an enemy. So there's apparently like a house cat that you have to fight. It's like a large house cat <laughs> that you have to fight. I was like, fuck, yeah. I should have put like Lizzie in the game or something like that. But I wouldn't want to no, kill that, her, so... I mean, I'll be honest, when I ran into some, some of those paintings... Like, now that you say that, that that's a thing. Like, I, I have seen paintings. Yeah. And they do look a little out of place just because of, like, the super hyper anime style of the game is one thing. And then you have these images that are, like, you know, they look like classical... humanish. Classical paintings, yeah. almost. But it... Gothic. It, it didn't make me be like, oh, fuck this. It made me be like, is this a thing? Should I attack this? Like, is this a secret thing that I need to, like, fight? Or do I have to, like, break this wall? Or mm. what am I doing here? Like, am I missing something? It made me think as a gamer, like, what am I missing? Because this is different than everything else. Well, that's what you're missing. You're not a backer. Yeah. No, I, I do there. feel... I feel like I've missed out now. I'm pit, I'm actually very upset I think, about this. I think it's a fun thing. I don't know why I think it's really cool. And if they're butthurt about it, those people can go fuck themselves. Because that's ridiculous that they're mad about it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I again. Had I known that that was a thing, I'd, I'd throw a hundred bucks at that easily. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what the I don't know what the tears were. I, I would have thrown upwards of two hundred dollars. <laughs> I'd probably it. throw two hundred dollars toward them for making paintings of these people that are mad I about given it. Them crying five hundred dollars if we could have made Brian's head an enemy. Yeah, they have like floating orb enemies. Yeah. It would have been great. And then his little tiny single pixel mouth opens and yeah. like fire shoots out. It's yeah. just a little it, tiny no, no, It's a laser fire. beam. It's, a, it's hit scant. Like it immediately hits you for some reason, even <laughs> though it's. It's not a laser, though. It's, it's like a little stream of fire. <laughs> <laughs> or he spits booze at you and then lights you on fire. Oh, there we go. <laughs> Pretty good. Anyways, yeah, Bloodstain's great. Uh, right now, it's like $5 off on Steam if you want to pick it up. I don't know if it's on sale on any other platform, but. Uh, I assume it would run just as fantastic on Xbox and PlayStation. I haven't heard any bad things about that. I heard the Switch I've version. I've heard there are some dips in places because they are trying to. They were trying to show it in 4K, and so there's a little bit of performance issues. The Switch one, people are more angry with some of the compromises that they said they needed to make, in like order 30 to get frames it. per second, and yeah. like dumbing down some of the textures and things. I, I, I feel mean, like 30 frames per second for a game like that is fine. Doesn't really matter you know that much. what? I'll tell you right now if. It it goes on sale in six months i'll probably buy it again yeah on switch just to have it and i'll play it and I, by that point it'll probably be cleaned up and work perfectly exactly fine. yeah they're gonna keep working because they, they came out on twitter and straight up said like we we are not happy with the way this worked out and we will be actively trying to fix this because th- that is the expectation of you the gamer and the expectation that we have set for ourselves That's or something good. along I'm those sure lines. it's so, fixable so they're gonna they're gonna do their best to make it look better but yeah if uh if you dig any of the castlevania style games you will love this game cool hands down cool what are we doing? News? Let's talk yeah, news. Yeah, it's news time. Brian, you posted this story about Star Control that was on Polygon. Yeah, but it was a while ago, so I forget so a lot of the remember. details. Star Control Legal Tangle unwound with friendly agreement, creators say. The Stardock CEO will give the original designer beekeeping pro tips, really. Yeah, um, that sums it up pretty well. But, I mean, this goes into depth. Like, I don't even know what any of that means. It's been an ongoing um, like legal struggle between the the person that created the game, I guess, okay, and the people that have the rights to it now, which is Stardock. Um, and yeah, they ultimately ended up settling out of court, realizing they had a lot of like personal interests that were similar, and that they neither of them really want to be vicious about this and. Yeah, they literally uh, traded like real world like favors, basically that they'll do for each other, not sexual, <laughs> but uh, like beekeeping tips. Because uh, the one guy I guess was into mead, and the other guy's into beekeeping, <laughs> and yeah, yeah, like that, it's, it's, it's a general idea. 
It sounds like basically the dude from um, from Stardock, right? Yeah. yeah. The dude, the dude from Stardock, Brad Wardell, asked the creator to call him in order to work it out, and they actually did that. Oh, that's so, funny. So, like, two people had a problem, and they actually like discussed it, like human yes. beings, and like I, I came feel to like, a reasonable solution. I feel like yeah. this is newsworthy because this <laughs> is a rare shit. thing today that two people can like actually realize they're both human beings that may not see eye to eye but want similar things and, and talk about can it compromise wow that's crazy without bringing thought? the law in it's amazing well and the cool thing is it sounds like originally the creators had used kind of abused the dmca in order to take the games down from good old games and steam yeah. but it sounds like they're all going to go back they up are and they're going to split royalties 50 50 so awesome that they came to an agreement and that people can play these games i've never played any of the star control games but i, mean, I loved like the uh, like, i played so. the first one and the second one quite a bit i never finished them but they the second one especially was awesome is that the sequel on the right um origins <laughs> is the new one yeah <laughs> no it's not john oh um, the artwork is very similar the avengers <laughs> um or the uh, star star control origins actually on sale for like 10 and some change right now cool. on uh Steam and I think is that a is that like a remake or a prequel? It's a new game that Stardock made. Okay, but I think the uh, original creator, whatever, is actually going to help with like story DLC for the new game now. Yeah, after all this, yeah. Blew former, over. The former adversaries will not collaborate to produce new stories and content for future Star Control games and downloadable content for the existing Star Control Origins. That's as reported from Polygon dot com. So very cool. Yeah, I just want to interject real quick before we jump to the next story because I forgot to mention that I, for the Steam sale, I picked up BattleTech and Druidstone, mm. and I will hopefully be able to talk about those next time. As BattleTech well. was in like the thirteen, fourteen, fifteen. It's like thirteen dollars, like thirteen fifty nine. I, I was really? like, I should probably just pick uh, that I'm up now. Get that. So. And, and Druidstone is a tactical RPG made by the guys who made Legend of Grimrock. Oh, so I'm okay. pretty pumped to play both of those. Do cool. either of those have multiplayer or are they single player only? Uh, I will look into it while we're discussing the next news story. Yes. Next news story uh, from Kotaku. The human cost of Call of Duty Black Ops 4. So, Brian, did you actually end up reading this one or not? I read most of it. Most so. I skimmed some of it, but for the most part, I read it all the way to the end, though. Um, it's just another example of the current working conditions crunch in the industry video done by Jason, Jason uh, Schreier as usual. Um, this one, I mean, for some of the places I've worked, this one kind of hit home for me because it's, it's like shows the almost like the class division that happens in the workplace, even though you're working on the same fucking product yeah, and just how unfair it can be. And it's yeah it's it's definitely worth a read um basically it's talking about the uh q a department or qa department um and how they get screwed over so much they sit people down in chairs and tape their eyes open basically yeah uh, they work <clears throat> a ton I mean, they could just not do this job, sure, but somebody has to do they, this job. They work a ton, but they're also private contractors, I believe, yeah, so, so they, they, don't, don't they don't get, get any benefits. of the perks and benefits mm. of actually being a part of the company, which is a but huge... That's a, That sucks. It goes further than that, too, where they just don't get credit where credit is due, and like if they have work events or parties, they're allowed to show up maybe for like 20 minutes, and then they're told to go back to work. And they can't have any alcoholic beverages at the party because they need to be remain sharp for work and just shit like that. They make them park absurdly far away. Um, yeah, I, I this I mean, you know, you hope this type of thing ends up getting dealt with and taken care of. I know, obviously, the Nintendo thing that came out about Animal Crossing, the. They're like, we delayed this game so that we didn't have to crunch people. Like, that's they came out and literally said, Animal Crossing got delayed from this year to next year so that yeah. we didn't have to crunch people. They did that with the uh, most... Like, there's a big bug with one of the weapons, uh, Lord of Wolves and Destiny 2, 
and they just they said that's not going to be out till like mid July. Like they could fix it, but they'd have to like have people on crunch time that they don't want to do. Yeah, and but I, yeah, otherwise you get Jason Schreier writing a fucking article. About <laughs> yeah, well, and, I I hope this doesn't go too far in the direction where people are just going to use it like in the industry as an excuse. As like, yeah. well, yeah, we couldn't get to it because you know we don't want to make people work. And at the same time, like it'll be really bad if they come out and say, "Hey, this is what we're doing, and we're doing it because we don't want to crunch." But, and then people come out and are like, "Yeah, that's a lie. We're crunching anyway," and they just manage this project terribly or something yeah and, like that. and my issue like don't get me wrong like i'm all for you know people in the industry being treated the way they should be you know respectfully and and everything and i appreciate jason schreier being an actual journalist and like writing about shit in a manner in which like he's writing things that people need to read yeah essentially and should read um but my issue is like again like we just had an article about two people who had a problem and sat down and discussed it like why why isn't anyone internally discussing these things it seems like the first the only avenue to repair this is that you go to jason schreier and tell him your story and then he writes about it to bastardize the company oh because like, i mean where is the conversation internally are they having them it doesn't sound like it. it just sounds like this article comes out the upper management goes and writes out a, writes a letter that says we're going to try our best we want everybody to be respected blah 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 and then the letter gets leaked to Jason Schreier and he releases it in a tweet saying like here's what upper management had to say and then like we don't hear anything else about it after the fact like i i mean i think it's a i think it's a dam that's being broken right now like i think things are changing bernie fucking sanders tweeted about the fact that the video game industry needs to organize a union <laughs> like it's something that yeah. is now reaching levels that have never been reached before and i think as more of these stories come out like it's like you said somebody QA guy who gets paid eight dollars an hour goes to his boss. Thirteen, and says, I guess. Thirteen dollars an hour. But goes that's in to California, and so yeah, in California <laughs> where he has to rent like a cu a cupboard that's in no, somebody's kitchen. No, I'm sure kitchen twelve of those dudes live. live together. Oh in yeah, the same, they, that's like, all part of the article. Five hundred exactly. square foot. Apartment. They all have the shittiest cars, yeah. and they have to park them really far away. So basically, <laughs> like that dude goes to his supervisor and is like i can't live this way and then the supervisor's like well good news you don't have to anymore because you're fucking fired and then he goes home and they find a new person to fill the job because everybody's been told in their lifetime oh you want to be in the qa business you got to be ready to put your nose to the grindstone you got to work 35 hours a day this is the way it happens you got to start from the bottom and work your way up it doesn't have to happen that yeah, way. Yeah, I just I, maybe like, maybe what I'm looking for is more follow up from Jason Schreier about like like what is happening to fix these things because I feel like we don't get enough of that. Well, We're then getting, I think the answer is that nothing's happening to fix these right. things, but. The fact that Nintendo came out and said this and were like, we did this to not crunch and they will be able to like Jason Schreier will be able to talk to contacts and say, is this true? How is it going? Let's see where development's at in February of 2020 and see if they're crunching at that point. Like, right. The more we know about it, the more they can be held accountable, right? Yeah. In yeah. the public eye, at least. I guess from what I understand, too, like not every company does it this way. They do no. sometimes like if if the QA department is part of the company, they're usually treated better. Well, yeah. But and in this case, like they're sort of part of the company because they're mostly just contract workers. So there's like a, a division like they're actually told to not fraternize with the developers. Yeah. And shit like that. And I mean. Another thing about this, too, is this isn't a job like you can just get anybody off the street to do it. You yeah. need like good communication skills. And People writing who are skills. trained and know what to look for. Yeah, you need a good attention to detail. You need to know fucking video games yeah. well. And like it's not just some and it's dude very sitting important down and playing Skyrim for 35 hours to find bugs like it's yeah hunting. nobody only plays Skyrim for 35 well, hours. Yeah, uh, so that's it's just, plus, it's not like there's a QA team at. Bethesda. Maybe like 35 would play days. 35 hours in a day mm -hmm. somehow. He'd figure out a way to do it. One controller with his feet and the other one with his hands. Yeah. <laughs> Two different systems. Anyway. <laughs> no, I, I think it's a it's an interesting discussion and it needs it's to be an interesting happening. picture of my mind. Is Gojo part primate? Like? Yeah, probably. <laughs> I don't know. For Skyrim, yes. But no, I don't know. 
there, there are stories out there, like the people from Kotaku and all over the games industry have been like, hey, if it doesn't work like this at your company, come and talk to us. We want to talk about places where it's where like the work culture is good too. Like one of the only places that's come forward to have like a good story on it. I think Jason Schreier also wrote the article on was Iron Galaxy, who their C three PO Dave Lang, yes, that's his real title. Yeah, um, has come forward and like talked about their business practices and what they do in order to make sure that that type of stuff doesn't happen. And the fact of the matter is, there's not a lot of people out there that have been willing to come he, and talk he, about yeah, it. Yeah, he did a full. Did you listen to that interview? I didn't. He did a Jason Schreier did a whole interview with with that guy. Yeah, and Dave yeah. Dave Lang's great. He's it's, been it was a fantastic interview. Stuff, yeah, he's he's super interesting guy to listen to. Like he he definitely like knows what he's doing. You probably heard him in a very serious manner, which is not what I typically hear. I mean, him, it was but. serious, but he it was still. I mean, he's a funny guy for yeah. sure. But, Wasn't he but at he, PAX too? I think so. Yeah. Oh, he was definitely at. Pa- I mean, he's Some all of over the, the panels. Place. We went yeah. to. But yeah, they yep. they uh, it was a it was a really good interview, and and he definitely like has a different mindset about how to run a company, and the the way he's doing it is the way it probably should be. But and he's, he's a, also dealing with a much smaller team, and he's dealing yeah. with a team that focuses mainly on uh, what is it like localization and platform changes and things mm-hmm. like that, adaptation. Yep. Instead of like full on game creation, so yeah, and uh, like the other, like he's a dude who came out of Midway, like back in the day, yeah. like NBA Jam, Mortal Kombat type stuff. So I mean, he's got the experience. He he had the experience of working on that, which was also like that was definitely crunch time too back in the day. Like yes, things were less complicated, and it was a smaller team, but it was still like people working tirelessly to get, uh, like a. Uh, QA checked version of Mortal yeah. Kombat 2 into as many arcade machines as they possibly could. So, but Midway was still a larger company. Yeah, hundred percent. And I mean, I feel like that's where most of these problems come from. These larger companies definitely seem to have harder harder time like creating good working t- conditions. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, but then again, yeah, I don't know the ins and outs of all these companies. I mean, a lot of it goes. It, I mean, team size is a huge thing. You know, if you're working with a team of seventy five people, that's way more manageable than five hundred some odd people. Yeah. You know, it's the same reason like the the uh, CD Project Red guys are like, yeah, we, we have five hundred plus people working on this game. Like, it's difficult to wrangle all that in yeah. without having you know, or like it's difficult to who knows who's working on what section of the game and what what you know who from the art department is depending on this guy from like the modeling department to like, you know what I mean? Like there's, there's all these, it's, it's a much bigger problem in bigger studios because there's so many more people involved in general. Yeah. So, well, and it's the same shit that we've been talking about forever with DLC and loot boxes and whatnot. We're still only paying fifty nine ninety nine for most of these video games. Yeah. That cost hasn't gone up, but it's become, more and more of a task to make these games because they get more and more complicated and more and more yeah the cost of development has probably gone up gone way up so the fact that you know it's it's going to be hard for these companies like from a corporation standpoint you're like we need to make profit and boom that's it so we're going to pay people shit and we're going to make them work real hard that's how the numbers work out but it's a change that needs to come from within and it's a change that needs to be talked about in order to happen so it's good that there's stories out there where people are documenting that right on john this is yours so uh here in michigan <clears throat> we have a ten thousand square foot video game center opening in auburn hills uh it opened this past friday i unfortunately did not have a chance to go and check it out i really wanted to uh but essentially it, it is a like a membership based system where you can go and like play competitive games and it is going to be the home of the detroit uh, based multi-gaming esports franchise, the Renegades, which I didn't know actually existed. I didn't either. Uh, but that's cool. But what sucks is I had this idea like 10 years ago and they <laughs> fucking stole it from me. So It's called Game Time. It's in Auburn Hills. Uh, this is from the DetroitFreePress.com. So one of our local publications. You can but. pay 10 bucks for an hour of play or 30 for four hours of play. You can get a monthly membership that gets you 30 hours of play and half price for all events. Uh, and that's $85, or you can get a one-year membership with 40 hours of play per month, and half price for all events is $850. And if you're hardcore, you can get the one-year premium membership for $1,000. It includes 50 hours of play per month, free access to the events, and priority service. Uh, It also offers special pricing for students, school teams, and families. This is literally like the idea that I had. Like Everything they were doing is is what I wanted to make. Do they have a bar? I believe so. I think they have a bar and food. Um. 
but yeah, this is cool. They're open 10 a.m. to, or I'm sorry, 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. daily. Um, and yeah, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be pretty cool, I think. <clears throat> oh, you're pulling up the website now. Yeah, I was just gonna come take a look at it, see what kind of stuff they had here. Open to all ages. Eat and drink games. Eat and drink. What do we got here? Got pizzas. Typical gaming typical. food. Oh man, scroll back up. They have chocobo wings. <laughs> scroll up. Chocobo wings. Yeah, they're gonna get hit the with a with pizza? a takedown. <laughs> Not what I would expect, but all right. Yeah, no, this is cool. I mean, uh, I, it's interesting to see this type of stuff starting to pop up, and you know, the idea that like a school team would be like, all right, we're gonna go over to game time and get our. Overwatch team well, going. It's, it's interesting to me because I just like uh, this is up in Auburn Hills, and I just heard they're tearing down the palace. Yeah, and I what? was saying that really? somebody needs to yeah. buy the palace and make it an esports arena. Yeah, like that was part of my that was part of my plan. Um, and Pont- uh, that whole area, like Pontiac and Auburn Hills, they just build stadiums, tear them down. Yep. Yes, they do. Yeah, so it's cool. It looks like this basically. They're saying this gets you. Um, you know, access to some of the latest graphics cards and, and peripherals and monitors and things like that. So, you know, if you have to pay, what, $10 for an hour of game time on a 144 frame per second G-Sync monitor, like all that stuff, I, I think it's an interesting idea. Yeah. Uh, not I mean, I want to go check it out. I don't know if they'll, like, if I wonder if they'll just let us in to go see it. And, like, maybe I would like to maybe see if we can somehow partner with them. Talk to somebody. That'd yeah. be cool. Yeah. We'll see. Be cool to interview them and see what like their their uh, five year plan is, and just be like, "Where do you want this to go?" Blah 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 blah. Yeah. Anyways, moving along. Blah. James and Dave Franco are producing a television show based on Masters of Doom, which was a book that came out in two thousand three about the making of Doom. I have read most or all of that book. It's been a while, so I don't remember, but I do remember it was pretty awesome. So I'd be curious to see this uh, in TV format. Yeah, they have a writer from Gears of War 4 who also wrote on Tales from the Borderlands, Uncharted 4, what remains at Edith Finch and other games that's going to write the series. And he's credited as an expert producer, uh, executive producer. His name's uh, Tom Bissell. So that's interesting. The, the thing about this, too, is it it's supposed to be an anthology kind of series. So... Master of Masters of Doom would only be the first part, and then each part would focus on a different game. I guess that's cool. I dig that. Yeah. So, like, like maybe going over to like the Housers doing a GTA type thing, or like just um, if you scroll down in the article, I think it says more. Maybe not. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. But no, that's cool. Um, I just I like to see TV shows about yeah subsequent video game seasons history. detailing other seminal moments in video game history. That's interesting. Yeah, I know like Rogan was adapting that like Sega versus Nintendo in the eighties and nineties. Hmm, that would be cool book. I can't remember what it was called, but there's a lot of video game stuff swirling around there that hasn't quite come to light yet. But yeah, that's cool. There's probably some other news. I don't know what other big stuff is out there, but, uh, you know, that's what we picked out. Yeah. So let's uh, head over here and talk about Crash Team Racing. Crash Team Racing is a kart racing game starring Crash Bandicoot and his cast of furry friends. Yes. It's bullshit. Polar. Brian hates it. And... Coco Bandicoot. I have a love-hate thing going for it so far. It's pretty fucking great. I'm just going to throw that out there. Yeah, so, I mean, we said previously it's a game that we had played on the PlayStation. Original one came out on the PlayStation 1. They did make a PlayStation 2 and maybe Xbox uh, game that I think was called Crash Nitro Kart or something like that, but it did not capture the same feeling and magic that CTR did. Maybe it's because that name is terrible. Uh, Yeah. Crash Nitro Kart. Yeah. But, um, yeah, this is a remake of the original game. They've got the adventure mode in there. They have, you know, the battle mode. Like, everything that was in the original game seems to be there. There's now online play and stuff like that. But um, you guys actually got to play together Yeah. on Friday night. Yeah, we had a good time. Uh, we played through a whole bunch of the different levels um, in, in race format for a while. And then we decided to try out the battle mode. Um, it's, it's just, it feels, it feels 
just like the original Crash Team Racing, the only when I was playing this the adventure mode, like the AI is like way better than I remember them being, <laughs> like ridiculously better. Adventure mode, the difficulty of it is too high. I feel like right out the gate, like I finished in my first race. I think first or second try, I got first because I you pretty much have to get first or you lose the whole thing. You know, yeah, you don't get anything out it's of it. It's a racing game. You get some well, coins. Other racing games, okay. you at least it's, get something it's a, it's out of like the first few game. places. It's a kart racing game. Gotcha. Um, it's but, not Forza. Yeah, exactly. And then the second race, I think I tried, um, I don't know, a dozen times and I couldn't get first. I got second. No, that's, I mean, this is, I've played through the first boss, like that first area, uh, Ripper Roo or whatever. Well, then you're better than me. But uh, no, but the thing is, like, I played this game originally and I remember, I clearly, very re- distinctly remember playing through the same level 40 times because I was getting fucked at the last second, like every time. Yeah. Uh, this game doesn't have the rubber banding that that Mario Kart does. It does not pull you to the front of the pack if you're lagging behind because you're not good. Like, you got to get good with Crash Team Racing. Mm-hmm. And you I kind of respect know, it for that. You got to know how to use your, uh, your, your exploding tools. You got to know how to use your exploding tools. You got to collect the Wumpa Fruit so that you go faster anyway. Like, you got to u- utilize the jump. Yeah, well, no, they're Wumpa Fruit. Oh, okay. But, but you got to utilize your jumps so that you get the boost for getting airtime. You got to utilize your power slides so that you get your three different boosts in it. Like, there's a three lot. Three different boosts. Yeah, you can boost three times during oh, I didn't a power know that. slide. And so, like. I feel like the game's not terribly good at explaining some of this agreed. stuff, too. The fact that, like, I'm through that first world and I'm still like after every race you get stopped and Aku Aku pops up yeah, and gives you some that stupid dude, useless like, thing that you are. His voice is, know. like, awesome. Yeah. But I start tuning out like halfway through what he's saying, so I don't learn the stuff I need to, apparently. But uh, I mean, it's kind of boring. The fact that they are kind of doling it out after each race, but yet they're making you try to use all that stuff from the get go kind of sucks. Like there should have been like a tutorial mode or something. Yeah, I knew about the the turbo boosting after power sliding, and I like that it takes some skill and timing to get to get it to work, you know, but I didn't realize you boost three times. You can. You can, because if you just boost once, I feel like. All the speed you lose power sliding doesn't make the boost even worth it. Like every time I was trying, you don't lose speed power sliding. It seems You're like not it. supposed to. You actually you actually go faster. Or you just end sliding. up like going in a, in the slightly wrong direction. You have to course correct. Yes. and then you lose time there. Every time I was trying to rely on using that, but I was only boosting once when I was playing John and Gladish, it would put me further behind. The interesting thing that you have to learn how to do, and what I always liked about it, I didn't. I, I'm not good at the at the sliding in Mario Kart, but in Crash, once you land your hop to start sliding, you can fight that slide. Like you can you can push the opposite direction that you're sliding to kind of force yourself to go straight the mm. right way. And then the thing is, as soon as you hit that third boost hop out of the power slide because you're going to be going in the wrong direction anyway and it'll immediately you can go right in the direction you want to head anyway like there's it it will turn you on a dime if you stop that power slide like because you basically get to the point where you're perpendicular to the action but as soon as you hop out of the power slide after that third boost you can go straight to that and just continue along the course the way that you are intending there, it's it's really technical, and it's not something you would have expected out of Crash Team Racing in 1997 or whenever the hell that yeah. was. But it was great, and yeah, it's I mean, all just, still there, which is awesome. Yeah, I remember the power sliding being the most important aspect of that game, is l- learning yeah. how to properly utilize that. Mm-hmm. I guess that much... I mean, like, technicality in a racing game is definitely something I'm not new to. Yeah. But... It's kind of new to me in a kart game. Yes. Because I'm, I've am i played a lot of Mario Kart games over the years. Mm-hmm. Not extensively, but enough um, to where this just stuff... It definitely feels like a different beast. Yeah, like, yeah, and they definitely are, and I think it's, it's cool in that respect. Like, I, I like that, you know, Mario Kart gives you a good experience, fun time for everybody, anybody can win, that kind of thing. But Crash Team Racing, it'll beat you down a little bit. Like, that... God, the first, I don't know, did you get to the boss, like the first boss battle? I haven't, no. So the thing is, there's segments of the world, they have like four or five races apiece, and after you complete those four or five races, you have to go and do a boss race in order to get the key to move on to the next section of the world. And the boss race that they put you on is with one other enemy, and that enemy 
basically gets infinite weapons. So when you're fighting against Ripperoo, the first guy, he will immediately throw out, he'll start throwing out TNT boxes all over the place for you to hit. And unless you are in front of him, you are going to have a lot of them to hit in front of you. You're not talking about racing against Gladish. That too, probably. I assume that's how it works with him. But he's ridiculously good at like throwing the throwables like at you. Yeah. So, so. Uh, and, and and so like that, the boss fight is interesting because God, if you are behind him, you just get screwed. You end up hitting TNT boxes all the time. I think it was even harder in the original game because I felt like the TNT boxes like stayed around a lot longer than they do. But anyway, that's interesting. The other thing is once you clear out. A world and you move on to the next section all the races that you've completed unlock two other types of races there's the ctr token races where you have to find the letters c t and r in the level and then get first place in order to get the ctr token uh spoiler alert for the first one the t for that is on the bridge out to the ship in the cove not the not the ship that you can drive up onto, but the ship where like there's the little pond that you can hop up onto the yeah. land. Mm-hmm. Like you have to go perpendicular to the action to pick it up and then reverse and go back on the course. God, it's hard. I got it, but it's hard. Um, so the CTR races are that. The relic races they have a bunch of boxes around the area that stop the clock for a certain amount of seconds, one, two, or three seconds. So you have to hit as many of them as possible in order to keep your time under a certain threshold to get the sapphire relic so um no it's a lot of fun it's great it's still awesome i can't believe it's only 40 dollars because yeah. there's a lot of game in there i got it for 30 yeah we got we found a the target had it for like 30 percent off for some yeah. reason the week after it came out so seems like a good value there's a ton of tracks yes yeah a lot of tracks a lot uh, of them a lot of characters I, too a lot of them we didn't really like, though, the tracks. There's a few that have these crazy hairpin turns that are just, like, yeah, I'd, fucking yeah, impossible. Yeah. Like, yeah. you can't power slide them. You yep. can't cut the apex. Like, they're just, like, impossible to, to well, that, do efficiently. That's, that's the other thing that I noticed uh, this time, because there's another type of thing that uh, after you complete the level, they'll open up the battle arena for that location and they mm. put a bunch of crystals in it that you have to collect all of them within a certain amount of time to get another type of ctr token that's cool but when i was doing that i realized that there's also like i got a tool tip or something that was like learn to use brake sliding and i was like what the fuck is that so you can also like brake and and slide to get through turns just like, like in the any normal brake yeah hmm. So, like, not only is there power sliding, but there's also brake sliding, and it's just, there's a lot to it, and I think it's great, and but it's hard, and it's a challenge, yeah. but that's all right. I, yeah. yeah, multiplayer was a lot of fun, despite me losing most of the time. I, we, we need to, we need to play It together. would definitely be more fun with more people. We gotta get me and Gojo, I think that. Can you do up to us. eight people? I would hope so. Better fucking be able to. That would be great. What's Usually the point otherwise? Race, I don't yeah. want to play the AI. I just want to. I want to play you guys. Yeah. Well, we never had like a like two multi taps to play eight people on the original PlayStation yeah. version, but we used to have at least four and people. You can going. put up to eight people in a PlayStation party. Yep. Soon to be sixteen. Yeah. yeah so if you pick ridiculous. up Crash Team Racing on PlayStation, be sure to hit us up. Yeah. Yeah. We we're, we might do like a. I want to do a tournament. GN Cup or something like that. Yeah. I sh- uh, I'll three D print a trophy. Okay, there so we go. Start practicing. That'd be pretty. Maybe good. I'll just get lucky. <laughs> yeah. Indeed. Let's uh, let's talk some Mario Maker. Super Mario Maker Two is out as of Friday. Haven't had a lot of time to play with it. Me but... neither. But I mean, I have a pretty good first impression of it. Yeah, so you haven't played it at all. I feel like I no, maybe talked about it. No, because I didn't bit, own a but, Wii U. So, what do you think of it so far? Um it's pretty cool. Like I I dig the story mode for one. Like basically there's this castle and it gets destroyed at the beginning and you uh, with a reset rocket, which is like a thing you use to just completely level your map if you're trying to start over like when you're creating a course. Mm-hmm. Um but anyways, that's the story, basically. You're trying to recreate the castle by gathering enough coins to pay for the parts to, or, or to pay for the labor to build it or whatever. But you get the coins from doing uh, jobs, which are basically courses. And um, the uh, courses, have they vary in difficulty, but like the higher difficulty ones have higher payout. And um, you can collect 
coins in the courses like a normal Mario level would have and to to get even more of a payout. Um, but the cool, the really cool mechanic of it is that you have like a toolbox of, uh, it's a certain like limited amount of things you can add to the levels to make them easier. Interesting. Yeah. I haven't played any of the story mode so, yet. So like you can add a mushroom at the beginning if you want or wherever in the level. So you can be big all of a sudden and just stuff like that. You can add solid blocks, like if you're having trouble with a jump. Um, But you have like a limited amount of those you can use per level or whatever. I kind of wish they steered more into that, that like the story mode would like actually tell you how to create compelling Mario levels and like do interesting and different things with it. Well, they have a different thing for that. They have like they have very extensive tutorials. Yeah. Yeah. And and that's that's true, too. But I I feel like it would have been interesting to like game gamify the tutorials even more and like make that. the. Well, they do have like two characters that lead you through it. And it's kind of it's like humorous. They they have like funny banter, kind of like the characters in Splatoon. A girl or something like that. Yeah. The pigeon's really funny. Yeah. Um, and I'm just like, why the hell did they pick this pigeon? But it's like hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's cool. Um, the, the tools themselves, I tried to jump into the maker to make levels a bit. And that was a bit daunting to me. There's a lot. It seems like it's reasonably laid out but there. Yeah, there's a lot. And then there's uh, basically three regular tool sets you can use and you can swap them on the fly. Mm-hmm. Um, and the rules change, I think, slightly based on what types of backgrounds you use. Like if it's a forest versus like an airship background or something. Um, but yeah, you can use Mario 1 tile sets, Mario 3, and Mario World. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and those are all Mario interchangeable. Brothers. But yes, n- but New Super Mario Brothers seems to be a separate thing. Yes. Like if you switch to that mode... Or that tile set, it'll destroy everything else you made. Yeah, you, the, you can't the, just the, do it on the fly. The mechanics and physics of that yeah. game are different enough that they couldn't just yeah make it a one to one like everything else. Um, I did try a level. I tried a bunch of levels that people had made, and I was like astounded by how good they are. Yeah, already. Well, do you want to be astounded by the one that I made right now? If I had my Switch with me. <laughs> All right. Well, how about I'm going to, we're just going to switch over here. I'm also really terrible at Mario. That's fine. Seems. This one uh, doesn't present that much of a challenge. I also don't have my glasses <laughs> so with me. So that's okay. I'm going to, so I'm going to, I got to get up real quick. One second. Is, is this, is this going to get us banned? No, <laughs> no it's just going to, Nintendo's going to take all our monetization away. That's what's going to happen. Um, That's okay. We don't really get that much monetization anyway. <laughs> All right. So, the, it's titled <laughs> oh, Microstomia. It. So, please, here you go, Brian. All right. John, if you could narrate a little bit. Uh, so, man. It, it, uh, it's Retro Mario. There are a bunch I'm, of coins that spell out Brian's name. I'm too small. In an arrow. Brian has, has a, a small, small. What is it going to say? Mouth. mouth. Oh, All he right. does. Yeah. The coins say Brian has a small mouth. He's going into a. He's going to go into a green pipe to after he the gets like more coins. You're terrible at this. <laughs> You're missing so many coins, dude. Do you know yeah. how to run? You can get That's more right. height. I am running. Run. Just keep going. There you go. There's some more. Okay, get some more. Yep. Okay, and some more. Yeah, You're at 70, 74 coins right now. All right. What's this? So he went in the pipe. And it says, Dr. D, D says, be sure to drink your Ovaltine. <laughs> <laughs> and he's falling down a giant pit. Wow. Uh, I didn't realize into, you could make these so into long. A, a, yeah. a green pipe again. And he's coming out and, and it says, uh, follow in coins. You're supposed to just keep yeah, moving. Just keep running. Follow us on Twitch. <laughs> Midwest. <laughs> Game nerds. <laughs> oh wait, did I miss something back here? No, no, you no, didn't. you didn't. Uh, that's just, <laughs> just a random. Keep going. All right, get your so power. Brian uh, missed the the box at the end. All right, there we go. So that was the clear check for this level. You have to play through the the level and complete it in order to upload it. So we're uploading this level right now. Um, I guess I need to create a maker avatar real quick. Before Apparently, we... I already had an avatar. Oh, you do too. Yeah. Oh, that's fine. All right. Yep. 
that's cool too all right so oh that maker name is already in use so uh, we have yeah. a really simple uh just do midwest game nerds or something i was just gonna do johnny but yeah we can i we can i did that. elder goat i believe uh, it actually was available that's too midwest game nerds is too long so mgnp i'm gonna put johnny mgnp that works so anyways, we're going to upload this level, and if you have Super Mario Maker 2, you can play it. Um, yep. I don't have Super Mario Maker 2. I don't know if this is a game that I really want necessarily. The creation aspect of it seems pretty cool. I'm afraid of two things. I'm afraid of either not having enough time to play it at all or sinking every bit of time that I have <laughs> into it to make crazy levels. I would yeah. like to see you make crazy levels. So, um, it's pretty cool. It right. works great in handheld mode. So the course ID is FRM dash NL one dash DWG. We'll put this in the show notes too. So anybody who wants to check it out can, it's real simple. It's called microstomia and, uh, yeah, no, it's, uh, it's short and sweet. Does, does um, it use the touch controls nicely? Like on it the, does, yeah. yeah the, I think creating... That's the thing. I think creating a level with the controller is going to be pretty tedious. And so it, it, it like... Should I go out and get a stylus? I think a stylus would only help. I, I did okay just using my finger to draw out the, the letters and things yeah. that I did here. Not that I was doing anything Do this, complicated. The standard but. like little like rubber-tipped styluses... Yes, those, those should work those perfectly work? fine. I have one of those. I found it. Didn't I give you one, too? I think I got it from you. Yeah, the paintbrush one. <laughs> Do you need it back? <laughs> I kind of want it back, yeah. Well, you gave it to me, so I guess you have to buy a new one. Well, because I didn't have an iPad at the time. I'll give it back even... to you if you buy this game. Okay, fair enough. I'll go buy it today after we leave. Well, and real quick, Mario Maker 2, I think, looks like a lot of fun. There's not a whole... Like, there's differences from Mario Maker 1, but unless you're, like, a huge Mario Maker fan, you might not necessarily notice. But I think it'll give you a lot of fun Mario levels to play. Different people submitting different things i have a great time watching the streams that like giant bomb and other people put out because they make some of the most ridiculously hard levels that you could possibly find it's more fun to watch other people playing it than to play it yourself in my opinion but other people who like um making those challenges will have a good time i wonder if rick's gonna pick it up because he he made a few good levels that i played through last i'm just gonna throw it out there if you are somebody who puts the little bee in the cloud guy who throws the spiky ball dudes down, go fuck yourself. I'm not playing your level. <laughs> so I guess I'll be making a level for you. Can I, put, you can I put, hate that guy. You can put giant Bowser in a cloud. Really? Yeah. And he'll throw fire down. At oh, you. Jesus. Yep. He'll follow you through the entire level. No, that's cool. I, yeah, I'll go pick it up. If, you guys, if you guys son. think if you guys think I'll actually get some enjoyment out of it, I might as well. I've been trying to play on my Switch a little more lately anyways just because I feel like I've been neglecting it and that makes me kind of sad. That's again, that's another reason I was bummed that Bloodstained was such a shit port. So Yeah. Yeah, I agree. But again, if it comes out uh it, or if it goes on sale in a couple of months and it, they've cleaned it up and made it run smoother, I will wholeheartedly 100% buy that on Switch just to have it so I can play it on the go. Cuz uh I don't see Symphony of the Night coming out anytime soon, and that's my dream. So Yeah. But anyways, uh, yeah, if you want to follow us on social media or see all the places you can listen to or watch the show, check out MidwestGameNerds.com slash links. The podcast network now has a Patreon. The Patreon is meant to benefit all the shows on the network. You can subscribe for as little as $1 a month and help keep our shows alive and well. Check it out at npn.bz slash Patreon. Thanks again to Jason K and Gojo for their contributions. As always, we do appreciate your feedback, which you can send to midwestgamers at gmail.com. And don't forget to follow us on Twitch as well as rate and review us on your favorite podcatcher. And again, we are Twitch affiliates. If you have not used up your Amazon Prime free subscription on anybody else, please use it on us. We would really appreciate it so we can keep doing this stuff that we love to do for you. Yep. Next episode is in two weeks and i don't know what we're gonna cover i, I, don't, I don't even know what's coming out i have no clue possibly nothing we Let's can definitely talk about more mario maker but at that point yeah we can talk about that some more i'll hopefully be able to talk some more bloodstain uh and then uh druidstone for sure and BattleTech. i'd like to get into those a little bit too yeah if i do pick those up it would be it would be good for oh and going to back to that BattleTech does have full cross play uh, cross-platform and online multiplayer. Nice. Oh, okay, so I, I definitely want to play it. I then. can play it on my Mac. I can play it on well, my I PC. I just want to play against you. And we can battle. Yeah, for sure. 
Um, Very cool. Yeah. Um, no, there's not a whole lot coming out in these next two weeks. The right Stranger that, Things game comes out the day of Stranger Things. Dr. Mario World, the iOS game, will be out. I'm looking forward to checking that out, although I heard it's not super it's free, like right? Dr. Oh, Mario. Dragon Quest yeah. Builders 2. I want to pick that up. Oh, Wolfenstein Youngblood will not be out I heard in time, that's, will it? I heard Dragon Quest Builders 2 is supposed to be way better than the first one. I will probably pick up both Marvel Ultimate Alliance and Fire Emblem, even though... They will both be a lot of game to play. Yeah, I'll so. probably I'll get Fire Emblem for sure. I don't know about Marvel Ultimate Alliance. You though. should get Youngblood and play with me. No. I'll, th- I'll think about it. I haven't played any of the other ones. I probably should. I have them now on Game Pass. You should. So they're good. Yeah. So if anybody has any input on what we should cover next, hit us up midwestgamers at gmail.com or on all the social media platforms, Midwest Gamers. Uh, other than that, we will see you next time. Peace. <laughs> <laughs>